0: What is going on, guys? I am Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the greatest co-host in the world, Mike the Pig Crumb. Mike, how are you?
1: The hashtag, how y'all doing, is literally on there, and you went with, (laughs) what's up, guys?
0: Man, hey, you know, we we were getting started early. I got excited, and I I fumbled the intro, man. You got (laughs) Sometimes, every now and again, I'll mess up. It, it, it's rare it's very rare yes there it is well mike while you're pointing out my uh my imperfections where can we find you on twitter
1: cd piglet guys easy and simple
0: <laughs> <laughs> guys i'm paul ryan you can find me on twitter at paul underscore ryan 15 well here we are with episode three of mike and I series offsides a series where we bring on a fan of the opposing team the cowboys are playing to discuss the matchup what it's like to be a fan and everything in between I'd like to give a shout out to Massey for helping us out tonight with tonight's guest. You can find Massey on Twitter at DJAMassey. Tonight's guest is a 49ers fan, unfortunately, a proud 12-year veteran and lifelong 49ers fan. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nick Avis to the show. Nick, how are you?
2: I'm doing good, guys. I'm doing good. Um, I hate I, I hate to say you fumbled it twice, but the last name is Avis. The E throws everybody Avis. off. <laughs> um, Justine Car and Company uh, with an E at the end but I'm doing good. Um, I'm out here um, in California visiting and I appreciate you guys having me on the show. I, I'll never miss an opportunity to talk football.
1: I'll never come on early again.
2: (laughs) 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 It's the
0: the bad juju, man. It's the bad juju. Oh, that's too good. So Nick, I, I, you know, I don't want to assume, but are, are you on Twitter? And if so, where can we find you there?
2: I believe I am. Um, I don't really use Twitter. I'm an I'm an Instagram guy. It's just Nick Avis11, N I C K A V I S E one one. And my Twitter handle, I believe, is Nick Avis Zero Six.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, let's go ahead and get after it, Nick. How long have you been a 49ers fan?
2: Ooh, I became a 49er fan in about seventh grade. Uh, albeit I'm 36 years old now. So it is that twenty two years or so of of established fandom
0: fanhood? Yeah. And did you have a favorite team prior to that, or do you remember at all who you liked before the Niners?
2: No, I've, I've always been a 49er fan. Um, I grew up in Southern California, so a lot of people kind of look down on that saying, how can you be, you know, you, you had the you had the, um, the Chargers, the Rams were there at one point. How did I become a Niner fan? I just grew up watching Steve Young, and, and when you don't really have a team and you see Steve Young throwing touchdown passes, like, you know, a Hall of Famer, uh, and that's who's on TV all the time, it just kind of stuck.
1: Yeah. Is Steve Young your all-time favorite Niners player? Or you got another one.
2: Uh, he is not. Um, I'm a tight end guy, so I'm a right now. I'm a huge George Kittle fan. I would say my overall um, 40 favorite 49er would be Vernon Davis.
1: Oh Vernon man, that's Davis. a good one. I like that one. Can you win with him?
2: With George Kittle.
1: No, that was a see. Look at the Mike Singletary. <laughs> can't oh, can't win yeah. with them.
2: Well, see though. Oh yeah, can't <laughs> can't win with them. Yeah, I, I try to drown Mike Singletary out because he wasn't a very good head coach. So, he was. Um, forgive me if I don't remember, but I I, I don't like to remember those times of the 49ers um
1: history. I feel You're you. It's smart. like me, me, you bringing up Dave Campo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the dark ages for sure. Well, we know Vernon Davis is your is your all time favorite player. Now, who's your current favorite player on the 49ers?
2: Uh, it's George Kittle. Uh, I, I actually have a 85 Vernon Davis jersey, but I don't have an 85 Kittle jersey. So I, I, I may need to uh, to go invest in one. I'm a tight end fan. I think it's one of the most underrated positions in the NFL. And when you have an elite tight end that are difference makers like George Kittle, like Vernon Davis, like Travis Kelsey, guys that double down as pass, caster, pass catchers and blockers, um, I think it's incredibly underrated. So I've always been a fan of tight ends. I like can that. I ask, I like that.
1: have you uh, have you watched uh, Jake Ferguson at all, the uh, second year player for the Cowboys?
2: I have not, but I have heard. I'm in five fantasy leagues. My wife it, it drives my wife crazy. My wife crazy, <laughs> and I've heard good things about him. I tried to get him on the waiver wa- waiver wire last week, and I wasn't able to to, to pick him up.
1: Yeah, I was. I was going to get it because you're a tight end guy. So I was going to get an opinion. On it. It's early. He he hasn't done a lot yet, but we're hoping we're hoping he can turn into a kittle
2: there's a lot of guys this year um, in the National Football League. Puka is one of them who, yeah, it's early, but the guy is absolutely electric. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of times, with, other than the quarterback position, if you're showing promise this early on and you're doing big things this early on, it's usually pretty indicative that you're going to be a, a pretty good player in this league. Absolutely.
1: So question, Niners-Cowboys, uh, is it the best rivalry in the NFL?
2: You know, I really think a lot of rivalries are fan based Like the fans kind of make them up. The Niners and Cowboys rivalry has kind of fallen by the wayside um, over the course of the past ten years, and it was renewed two years ago in in, in the divisional game, uh, and last year in the divisional game. I think with where we're where we're kind of at, it is one of the best rivalries in the NFL, um, and I think maybe maybe this Sunday we're just going to see how good of a rivalry it is. I know Dak Prescott has some bad blood out there. Uh, I know last year in the divisional game, the Trent Williams situation, a lot of a lot of Cowboy fans aren't real happy with Trent Williams. No, I'm sorry, that was the Eagles. But um, I did hear some 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 bad juju about Trent Williams on a couple cow, Cowboy shows. So uh, it's undoubtedly a great uh, a great rivalry, so whether it's the best or not. I don't know. I, I think it's a great rivalry. And, and I'm excited to see what comes to fruition on Sunday, uh, Sunday night.
1: I'm with you on the uh, on the fan thing because living in California, a lot of my best friends are Niner fans. And back in the day, in the 90s, I hate them, yelling on the phone with them, everything. But as we both kind of started to lose, I started to get like, man, I, I kind of want y'all to win. Like when they would go to the Super Bowl or NFC Championship, I would kind of root for them because it's like, damn, I want to hate y'all, but like neither of us win. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like it, it kind of fell away for a while.
2: Well, we don't win, but we do win, if that makes sense, right? And that's I think that's sure. a, that's the reason why the Niners and the Cowboys are two of the most hated franchises in NFL history, you know, because they have the five rings and and because there's such a, a deep history within each franchise. Um, and the Cowboys and Niners have always played each other really well. Uh, I think the all time record is totally tied right now so coming into yeah. Sunday whatever team wins is going to have a one game edge on the other one and, and bragging rights going to the playoffs so it's exciting it's definitely a great rivalry um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going not be more pumped for Sunday I'm actually going to be at the game so I'm incredibly oh, excited. Nice. Oh,
1: awesome 19-19-1 is that
2: right? what it, Yep.
0: <clears throat> well we know it's going to be an exciting game Nick but you look at it I know it's only week 5 is this the biggest regular season game for the 49ers fans
2: you know I don't think so. And and I'll tell you why. Um, It's going to be a huge game for us to win, but it is incredibly difficult to go undefeated in the NFL. And if we're going to lose a game, I would rather it be to a really good team. Um, I don't want to go out and lose to like the Cardinals the second time we play them or the Seahawks or divisional game. Uh, It's undoubtedly a big game. Uh, I don't necessarily know that it's the biggest game. And quite frankly, I would rather lose to y'all in the regular season than lose to you guys um, come playoff time. So it's a big game. I don't necessarily know that I can say it's the biggest game considering it's only week five.
1: Is it, it, <clears throat> it like for Dallas fans, it's it's big for us because you guys eliminated us the last two years and kind of punked us. Like, I mean, if I'm being honest about it, is it not as big for Niner like? Right now, if you had to choose, would you rather beat us or Philly? I think you guys play Philly this year, maybe, but would which one would be a bigger win? Because you guys lost to Philly where you've you kind of dominated us the last two times and eliminated us.
2: So I want to win every game, obviously. And I want to win <laughs> games against rival rivalries. And I have a lot of friends that are cowboy fans, um, that I really don't want to hear the crap talk if we do lose this game. So obviously I want to beat the cowboys. But with that being said, I will tell you that from when the clock struck triple zeros last year in the NFC championship game, the game that every single 49er fan had circled on their schedule this year is the Eagles. Um, that fan base is absolutely the worst fan base in the NFL. I think that's something we can agree on as, as neither fans and Cowboys fans. Um, and, and to, to Eagles fans for all intents and purposes, acted like the 49ers had no business being in that game whatsoever. When the fact of the matter is you can't beat a good team without a quarterback. Um, and we were in that game up until maybe halfway through the third quarter, with the quarterback that couldn't throw the ball. So, I would, if if I had to pick one, if we had to go one to one of those games, I would much rather beat the Eagles.
1: I'll tell you, you guys, you guys. First of all, their first touchdown shouldn't have counted because the guy dropped the ball and they
2: missed it. And, and Shanahan didn't really have the ability, didn't have the the the, the know how, or you know, I, I guess the balls for lack of a better term, to challenge the damn play. Yep.
1: And then you went on with the backup quarterback and went and tied the game and it was tied for a while before he went out. And then Mm -hmm. it became like, well, we don't, you know, the Eagles offense doesn't have to do anything because they know that the other team has no quarterback. They can't do anything, you know, so they don't have to have any risk.
2: Yeah, I don't remember the exact number, but I think the 49ers defense was on the field like 75% of that game from that point forward. And you're gassed. You're not giving your guys any any chance to catch a breath or take a break yet. It, it, that goes down as one of the most um, gut-riching games to watch as a 49er fan, among many gut-riching games.
1: Go ahead, Paul. Mike, I believe
2: this is on you, right? No,
1: no, I just reworded my question to put it how oh, I sorry. wanted to. <laughs> yeah,
0: so... You know, every game's important, Nick, but at, at the end of the day, does this game mean anything to 49ers fans?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Every game is important, and and I don't think you put more of an emphasis on any one this early in the season. Um, what's really important to me is, and, and I know you're probably going to ask the question later of, of where the Niners, Cowboys, and other teams rank in the NFC, but obviously a first-round buy is huge in this league now. Um, there's no longer two first-round buys. It's, it's it's one, right? And I think there's a lot to be said about that first round by not ha- getting that extra week off, not having to put your team through the wear and tear of, of playing that game before you get the divisional round. So the Cowboys and the Niners are both going to be in the mix for that first round by um, seeing as though the Cowboys already have one loss under their belt. This game would essentially put you guys ahead of us because you would have the head would have the head to head on us. Um, so it's absolutely important. And, and from that front, yeah, I definitely think the Niners need, need to come with this game. And whoever does win this game is going to have a massive edge moving forward.
1: How do you feel about your quarterback, young quarterback, Brock Purdy?
2: So I get a lot of flack from 49er fans because there are a lot of 49er fans that are already claiming, you know, he's the next Tom Brady. He's going to be our franchise quarterback. Brock Purdy is outstanding with what he's doing right now. It's a phenomenal story. I love everything about it. And in my heart of hearts, for who he is as a person, a man of faith, just an all-around great player on and off the field, I hope it continues. I really do. But it also could be a product of you have George Kittle, you have Tristan McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel, you have Juwan Jenny. I mean, you have so many weapons, and you have a relatively decent line that protects him. It's not the best line. That's probably one of the Niners' weaknesses right now. But he has time in the pocket, and he's able to make passes. He's got guys that make Great plays in space. He's got guys that are outstanding after the catch. So the numbers could be a little bit inflated. When you're throwing 15 yards to Debo and he's getting 35 yards after, You know the yards are going up, the quarterback rating is going up. All these things are going up. So I love Brock Purdy. Um, It may have been a little bit premature to let Trey Lance go. That's the topic for another day. Um, I hope he continues it, but I'm not fully, fully sold on Brock Purdy yet.
0: So, so you know, you mentioned the pieces around Purdy. Do you think that he's more of a product of the system or could you see him succeeding anywhere just because of the type of player that he is?
2: So I think being a product of the system is going to be incredibly beneficial for him moving forward. He's getting a lot of reps that he wouldn't otherwise get if the situation didn't unfold the way that it did. Um, so to do that, to do this on such a, a good team and to do it on such a team, you got to remember, he's playing against these guys in practice, right? He's playing against the top-rated NFL defense in practice. So I don't think it's far-fetched to think that he could be great. Um, I think he's more along the lines of going to continue to be a good, serviceable quarterback in the NFL. Um, so I guess the short answer to that is currently it's, it is it is part of the system. Um, yeah. And I think he could be successful outside and other teams just based on the experience that he's getting in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I, <clears throat> I'm with you on on that. It's When your team's that good, it's hard to know is it could you just put this quarterback anywhere and he's gonna perform like this? So your your two best things are probably your run game and your pass rush. Which one do you think is is more important for this game against Dallas?
2: I'm gonna say it's gonna be the pass rush for the simple fact that Trishan McCaffrey you you got I would be shocked if there's not a great game plan in place to stop him. You're going to force Brock Purdy to throw the ball. You're going to force Brock Purdy to be in very um, uncomfortable situations with the, the Dallas pass rush coming after him, situations that he's just not accustomed to. Um, so with that being said, the Niners are going to have to put an equal amount of pressure on Dallas. Dak Prescott is out for blood. He is irritated from the last two years. There's weapons in Dallas as well. I think Tony Pollard is going to be affected. I don't think he's going to get have quite the same game, just like McCaffrey. And we're gonna to have to get the pass rush going, and we're gonna to have to not allow Dak to get the ball into C D Lamb's hands. If if the ball gets into Ceedee Lamb's hands, that's what's gonna hurt us. If he goes for 122 touchdowns, Niners probably lose the game. If we can hold him to under eight receptions and under 100 yards, um, and we can knock Dak on his ass a couple of times, I think that puts San Francisco in a good chance to win the game.
0: Everything you just said about uh, CeeDee Lamb is what I fear about both Debo Samuel and Brandon
2: Ayuk. <laughs> yeah.
0: So Nick, I got And they're
2: going to be open because you know you you can't cover everybody, you know, and, and, right. and George Kittle yeah. is going to be open over the middle. It, it's going to be a game for the ages. You, you're looking at a team that creates mistakes versus a team that doesn't make mistakes. So something's yeah. got to give. Right. Absolutely. And uh, Nick, true. I got a
0: two-part question for you here. Uh, one, you know, you look at the 49ers. They have an amazing electric offense. And then, of course, a stout defense. Well, what is the 49ers' identity? And two, you touched on it a little bit, but do the do the Niners have a weakness?
2: Their identity is smash-mouth football. They play they, – they are a very physical team. Um, going back to Trent Williams, you you saw that last year. They're physical in defeat and they're physical um, when they're winning games. Yeah, so I, I would just say physicality uh, is definitely their identity. And if I had to, to choose a, we- a weakness – It's going to be the old line is going to be protecting Brock Purdy and maybe a little bit in the secondary. That defense is not the defense that it was last year. It's not as fine-tuned. It's not as crisp. And that's what scares me about Dallas. We barely pulled out a win against Dallas last year with a fine-tuned and incredibly crisp defense. And the defense just does not look the same this year. So if Dallas can come in with a similar game plan and, and, and do things the right way, um, and expo- expose the secondary, and if that can get rid of the ball quickly, um, I think it puts Dallas in a pretty good position to win this game.
1: That's a, that's funny because my next question was, does the Cowboys offense scare you? Because with a defense that's good, you could walk in and go, I ain't scared of anybody. So you kind of answered that. So what, what what versus what you've seen for your 49ers, what scares you about Dallas's offense going against them uh, this week?
2: revenge. Da- uh, the Cowboys and Dak are in full revenge mode. Micah Parsons scares the living daylights out of me. Um, <laughs> he, he, he probably will be the defensive player of the year this year. Um, Nick Bosa hasn't been himself for four or five weeks because he held out. Parsons is an absolute menace. Dak, if Dak plays mistake-free football, um, he's going to have a huge game. Tony Pollard is a probably the second best running back in the national football league next to Christian McCaffrey. Um, and CD lamb is an absolute beast. So if you get the ball in space to CD lamb, uh, so the Dallas, the Dallas offense scares me. I'm also on the flip side of that. I'm also incredibly confident in 49ers. So I could see it going either way. I could see San Francisco's defense shutting you guys down to less than 17 points. And I can also see Dallas putting, you know, a 27 spot up. It, it, it's just going to come down to coaching and who has a, who has a better game plan coming into the game. Coaching I, is going to be huge.
1: I so agree with the because I because there are times in my head that I'm like we could hold the Niners under 20, and there are times where I'm like, dude, they might put 30 up. Like it's that depending on what hour of the day it is.
2: Shanahan is way too conservative to put up 30 points, though. Uh, he he just he gets the lead, or if a game's close, he'll 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 run the ball ten times. It's why he lost that Super Bowl as the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. Uh, in my opinion, it, it's it's why we lost the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. He gets the lead, and he's way too conservative. So as great mm-hmm. as a head coach and as great as an offensive mind he is, he really needs to learn to, to kind of keep his, his foot on the gas, even when you have a two-score lead.
1: And in 2021, that game came – you know, everybody's like, that game came down to Dak scrambling. He said, that game should have been a 20-point blowout. Kyle Shanahan kept us in that game.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, now I, I don't want to negate what Dak did because I still think that was probably the second worst playoff fumble that I've seen in my life. I'm using um, fumble, obviously, obviously figuratively because it was a little bit of a fumble, but Marshawn Lynch not running the ball in the Super Bowl. And then you have Dak Prescott with seconds left on the clock, but no timeouts trying to scramble in a playoff game. It, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah.
0: It's crazy to think about Kyle Shanahan, you know, as good of an O.C. and offensive mind that he is, He you know, ending games, just playing not to lose and not playing to win. That's interesting to think about, Nick. Um, you look at this matchup, and I think it's fair to say that the San Francisco is the better team, but would you be surprised if Dallas were to win this game?
2: No, I, I wouldn't be at all. I, I think... I think the revenge factor alone, um, obviously, yeah. home field advantage doesn't mean what it used to in the NFL. Guys are getting talked to in their helmets, things like that. Crowd noise is a factor, but not 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 what it used to be. We're not playing the game in Seattle where it's the loudest stadium. I've been there. It's incredibly loud. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas wins at all. A, I'm just going to say any given Sunday, the Cardinals are not nearly as good as the Cowboys are. And the, the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, right? The Niners and Cowboys are 1A and 1B probably in the NFC. Um, you you can you can include Philly in there, but I think right now it, it's a two-legged horse between the Niners um, and Cowboys. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see him lose. Um, however, I'm fully, fully expecting a 49er win.
1: Well, I think you ranked them right there, but go ahead, rank them, rank Dallas, and just give me your top five NFC teams. Let's do it like that.
2: Oh, there um, you go. Well, I mean... I'm going to go one through three, four and five might take me a minute. One through three is incredibly easy for me. It's San Francisco. It's Dallas. It's Philly. Um, Man, you're putting me on the spot with the other NFC teams here. Um, It's
1: okay. Give me why. How about why is Dallas over Philly? Seems how Dallas no-showed one game and lost. Why would you still make the case, and I agree, that uh, (laughs) Dallas is ahead of Philly from what you've seen?
2: I have not
1: been impressed
2: with Philly's level of play. Um, and then one name in general that they lost to us is Hargrave. That that guy is an absolute menace coming after coming after quarterbacks. That's a huge loss um, on the Philly front. And Dallas is just the eye test. I mean, 40 points, three turnovers, and what was it, 21 points on turnovers against the Giants. I'll be, yeah, it is a Giants. But that, the special teams and the defense of the Dallas Cowboys just looks absolutely phenomenal. And I would say – Although I agree the 49ers are the better team overall, I would say that right now Dallas has a better defense, which is scary. Um, you could, in theory, put Dallas 1B or 1A, 1B with Philly, but I think with what I've seen um, from both teams to this, to this front, and I haven't watched a whole lot of the Eagles play, but I've watched enough that, I, that I'm that i confident in saying um, Dallas is a better team right now.
1: I, I think San Francisco would smash Philadelphia right now the way the way they're playing now I'm a guy that's hey they went 4-0 so I you know you go 4-0 you go 4-0 you could be a totally different team and playing better by the end of the year so mm-hmm. just get Absolutely. your wins but uh by the way hurts and the defense is playing I, I think the Niners would smash them right now
2: and, and I hope am you're I cr- right
0: <laughs> am I crazy for thinking that the
2: Lions might actually be better right now than Philly is right now that's a good point. Um, yeah. You know, what's funny. Coming into week one, I was watching the game at home and a buddy of mine said, you know, the Lions are going to be a sleeper team this year to, to, to make yeah. a deep run. And I laughed in his face and I called him crazy. I said, the Detroit Lions? like The Detroit Lions. You're kidding me, right? And I watched them play. The fact that they're not even giving the ball to Gibbs like they should. I, mean, I have Gibbs on fantasy and it's driving me crazy and they're still winning right. games. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, they look like a great team right now. Defensively Philly, uh, they're out.
1: Philly's defense is reliant heavily on pass rush and the lions may have eclipsed philly as the best offensive line in football so mm-hmm. yeah it would not shock me at all if detroit beat philly head up
2: well and i don't i kind of question how good philly's old line was anyway just with that tush push garbage that they do all the time you know it, it, anybody can do that they just do it incredibly well um so i i think if you take that away from them you, you take a lot of red zone opportunities away last year
1: they do a lot of, they're they're very smart in their game planning that, you know, when you see a fourth and eight, most defenses say, hey, let them get the six yards, tackle them, make them punt. Well, Philly goes take the six yards and then we'll just do the QB sneak on fourth down. Yeah.
2: We'll just go for it, you know?
1: Yep. It's something the league needs to adjust to adjust their line because Philly doesn't play to the first down marker. They play to two yards of the first down marker. So that, that's something that it has to be adjusted to.
2: And to be fair, um, I'm a fan of going for it on fourth down more often. I, I think this, this is the NFL. Like we got two yards. You're telling me you can't get two yards? Really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously you don't want to be backed up in your own territory and going for an all fourth down. But if you're beyond the 50-yard line, even if you don't get it, you're, you're not trusting your defense. These guys still got to get 50 yards for a touchdown. They still got to get 20-ish yards to get in the field goal range. I I think NFL teams should go for a 4th down more often, make the games a little more exciting, but that's just my two cents, completely sidebar. Sounds like you're a friend of Brandon Staley. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that that a Brandon Staley thing too?
0: Uh, He's, man, he might be the riskiest uh, play caller in the NFL. I mean, he puts his team in some bad spots from time to time. Luckily, they've won those games, but he has made some questionable decisions, man.
2: Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen a whole, uh, a whole lot of that from him, but yeah. Is that chargers?
0: Uh, Chargers head coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, Nick, what do the
0: Niners need to do to win this game?
2: I think the Niners need to contain Dak Prescott. And I think they need to get creative with the play calling. Um, Hmm. The Niners have relied heavily on Christian McCaffrey the first four weeks. I mean, they have four touchdowns last week alone in, in a game that was a blowout tells me that they rely on Christian McCaffrey too much. Um, They need to spread the ball around. I think most importantly, Brock Purdy needs to do what Brock Purdy does and play mistake-free football. Whoever wins the turnover battle in this game, in my opinion, is going to win the football game. Um, The Niners take care of the ball really well from um, a fumbling standpoint. Brock Purdy, to this point, has not thrown an interception. But Brock Purdy has also not faced a pass rush like Dallas. Brock Purdy hasn't faced the corners that Dallas has. So mistake-free football um, and just – avoiding overusing Christian McCaffrey and staying true to what they've done all year, spread the ball around a little bit more.
1: All right. So you're starting a brand new franchise expansion, you know, a brand new team and you have to start it off. Do you want uh Dak or Purdy as your starting quarterback?
2: I'm going to start by playing devil's advocate here and, in, and, in, and, in. Obviously mentioned the 70-year age gap, right? We got 23-year-old Brock Purdy versus 30-year-old Dak. With well, that yeah. being said, it's Brock. Now, if we're eliminating age altogether, I'm going with Dak by a large margin. He's played in bigger games. He's he's just had longevity in the league in general. He's well-respected in the league. Um, and you know what you're getting from Dak Prescott. Whether you want to talk about the Dak that makes careless throws and interceptions uh, or the Dak that's going to march his team downfield and win football games, you're looking at a guy who has longevity in the league who's proven you know that he can win games who's proven he's been in the playoffs two years in a row versus brock purdy who has 15 nfl games under his belt Uh, a couple playoff wins but again albeit with an outstanding um defensive front behind him so yeah i'm taking dak prescott by a long shot here i'm starting a franchise with one of these guys let
0: me ask you this
1: go ahead go ahead mike
0: no No, no, you're good no i was gonna say um if Dak were to be the president of the 49ers right now, would you, do you think there'd be a substantial difference in the in the offense and maybe more high scoring? Or because of Shanahan's conservativeness, would it still be similar numbers, do you think?
2: I think Shanahan would probably trust Dak Prescott to uh, to open up the playbook a little bit more. Um, he, he's an offensive guy, but I don't necessarily think that he trusts Brock Purdy to open up the playbook all the way yet. And I think that's mm. why you're seeing a lot of runs and, and overuse of Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah. even As opposed to using some of the backup backs, but uh, I, I think with Dak Prescott, the playbook would be opened up a little bit more. There'd be a little bit more scoring, um, and quite frankly, I think if if we had Dak Prescott in the NFC Championship game against Philly, we win that game. I think there's a chance we win it with Brock. I think if it was Dak, it, it, it'd be a slam dunk win.
1: Dak doesn't lose to Philly. He 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 does whip them. <laughs> like even Philly fans will admit, will be like, no nah, no, nah, he we gotta beat him. He he kicks our butt.
2: So Dak yeah. Prescott is a lot, and 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 don't kill me when I say this, let hear me out first. Is a lot like Jimmy Garoppolo in the sense that they make mistakes, but they're not afraid to throw it downfield. And I think that's why a lot of um players on the Niners respect Jimmy G. You're gonna throw a few picks, but you're not afraid to sling it down there. You're not afraid, you're not afraid to try to find guys open. And Dak does that too. Dak, like I want to score touchdowns. You know, I, I want to be the guy that helps win games. And if I got if I'm gonna throw a pick here and there, that's what I'm gonna do you have Brock Purdy who he's not making those kinds of throws because he doesn't have to, you know what I mean? So for what that's worth. I like it. All right, Nick, who will win this game? San Francisco.
0: Mike?
1: San Francisco.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't know, man. I'm so undecided early in the week. I'm sitting here thinking San Francisco is going to easily, not easily win this, but you know, pretty sure they're going to win this then the last couple of days i'm like man i feel like dallas has a chance um you both you guys say san francisco i want to say dallas just to be different but um i do think san francisco is also going to win this game
2: i i think i think the injury report has a lot to do with it too if dallas is a little bit healthier um i wouldn't be as confident in saying san francisco but san francisco is healthier than they've been in a long time at this juncture of the season and dallas is hurt and you guys are missing a big piece on defense so yeah
1: only, uh, only Mitchell's out for the Niners. That's the uh, that's the only guy. Everybody else was full participation this week,
2: and that doesn't matter because Shanahan's no. going to feed the ball to McCaffrey thirty five times. So,
0: for real, and watch watch Mitchell go off for a hundred in a tidy. Yeah, Sunday. Right. So You never know. <laughs> uh, speaking of tidies, who's going to score the first touchdown, Mike?
1: Uh, I got McCaffrey. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like chalk. You know, I think exactly. Yeah, I, I think Dallas will do a decent job against them, like they did in the playoffs. But I think he'll he'll get in either receiving or running for the first uh, touchdown.
2: Nick, how about you? Who scores the first touchdown? So I'm I'm gonna oppose you on that one. I I think Dallas is gonna do a really good job of containing McCaffrey the first half. I think they're gonna be worn out, and he might make a bigger impact the second half. Uh, hmm. They're also gonna be have their hands full with Ayuk and Debo. They're gonna try to cover those guys as much as they can. Uh, so I'm going to go one of two guys here. My my, my guess is Kittle over the middle, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyle Juszczyk, um get involved. Um, oh, wow. In the yeah, I'm
0: going to go with the chalky answer as well. And I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Kish- Christian McCaffrey. You're talking earlier a little bit of, about your fantasy teams, Nick. Who's going to have the most fantasy points this, in this game?
2: See, I want to say, I, I, I say McCaffrey because McCaffrey is all season – just done it, and that's a really hard question because these are two really, really high-powered offenses. Um, I'm gonna kind of go a little bit against the grain here. I think San Fran is gonna win the game, but I think Ceedee Lamb is gonna have a massive game and he's gonna put up 28 points.
0: Oh,
1: I wouldn't be mad about that, Mike. How about you? Who do you think can have the most fantasy points? That was my battle. My battle. Well, I don't. I don't think the Niners can guard Lamb, and I don't think Dallas can guard Ayuk. And so I was going back and forth on who I think is gonna get more, and I landed on Ayuk, but that Lamb was the other guy for the same reason. I I I love Gilmore and Bland. I just don't like how they match up with Ayuk, and I didn't like how Diggs did either. Last year Ayuk wasn't the hadn't developed into the guy he's become this year. And I think it's that that he's gonna give Dallas a lot of trouble.
2: The reason I don't want to go with the 49er here is I'm just doubling down on Shanahan's conservative play calling. And if we mm-hmm. can get a lead, he's going to do his best to milk the clock and make sure the Dallas offense is off the field as much as he can. And when Dallas is on the field, they're going to double down on their best offensive weapon on the field, And in, in my opinion, that's CeeDee Lamb.
0: Yeah, so the player I think will score the most fantasy points. I feel like maybe the red zone offense is going to work work itself out. This is a big game. And I think the Cowboys will uh, will work out those kinks. So give me Dak Prescott to score the most fantasy points this week.
2: I like it. I like it. Picking a quarterback in, in in with two teams that have an abundance of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But I could see it happening. I could see Dak running, rushing for a touchdown and throwing two or three. So
0: Hey, I wouldn't be mad about that. All right, Nick, give us a sport score prediction here.
2: Uh, I'm going to say San Fran wins it 27-17.
0: Oh, I like that. Okay. 10 point deficit.
2: Mike, you, don't, you, you? you don't like it. Don't tell me you like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. He go wants the to hear it. He wants to send it to Dallas' <laughs> locker room.
1: I got, uh, I got San Francisco 24 uh, 23. I think it'll be the same type of thing. Like maybe we're down, and but we're not able to go down on that Niner defense and score to, to win it. Maybe Aubrey, rookie, misses a. 50 yarders, something like that. Something something that'll hurt us for a you know a week. We'll be in pain for the week. And what, what, what I'm sorry, you said did
0: you say 27-24, Mike? Is that what you said?
1: 24-23 San Francisco.
0: because uh, I'm my my guess is 27-24 and I'll say Dallas.
2: Okay,
1: okay. And you you flipped it. Did you? I thought you picked <laughs> Niners. I picked Niners to win, but
0: um, you know, just in the back of my mind, I can't get I can't Stop thinking about how Dallas is going to pull off the upset, the early season upset.
2: You can't go against your team two times on the same show, man. So try. I, I get it, and you're speaking the good juju out there. You're you're putting the vibes out in the, uh, in, the in the atmosphere. So I can dig it. I can. Dig he it. got yeah, mad sure. when
1: you said they lose by ten. So he's <laughs> yeah, like, that's what it was. He flipped it.
2: Can, can he lit we, a you, fire, man. Speaking about kickers, can we just uh, for a moment here? I know it's a Cowboy show, but can we just for a moment appreciate Jake Moody? Where he came from in college, being the kicker that he was, to having an awful, awful camp. I mean, he was missing almost every kick, and the guy's gone out there and he's hit every field goal and every PAT. So that that could be. Have you followed Brandon Aubrey? I have not.
1: (laughs) He is a soccer player who is new to football and was USFL or XFL, one of those. Um, Yeah, I think it was USFL. USFL. He comes to Dallas and is just. I mean. It's not good. Like, it's bad. And then his first extra point he misses, and everybody was like, "Nope, we're not doing this. Get this guy out of here. And he has not missed a kick since, and every kickoff has been a touchback. So both of our kickers have a good story going into this game, which means one of them is missing a kick to lose this game. It's going to well, come you, down to a kick,
2: isn't it? You don't have um, Mayer anymore to, to kind of – miss three PATs in a row for you in a, in a playoff game. So can't get any worse than that.
1: Yeah. He was so good that year too. It was so weird.
2: I mean, luckily it was in a game that you all dominated and it didn't really matter much, but Jerry Jones wasn't happy. I think he went out and got a kicker like two or three days later after that.
1: He was, he was not, he, he had basically said after that, it's like, yeah, we're getting a new kicker that going into the next year, Maher is not getting signed. I was like, who's
2: who's he with now?
1: Denver?
0: Uh, is Denver is it Denver Denver I don't know why I thought it was the Rams but maybe it is Denver oh
1: no no no! you're right it is the, it Rams. Is the, Rams. Yeah, it the Rams he was he was in Denver and got cut and and the Shocker. Rams picked him up
0: hey those bright lights man this can get the best of us
2: yeah yeah they could and and and, and like uh Mike was saying he was so good for so long you know and and, and to go into that game and do that um me and i had a buddy over from from california who's also a minor fan and we were going back and forth for about 30 minutes arguing that, oh jerry jones is going to sign a kicker and i'm like no he's not no he, and, and sure enough jerry jones signed a kicker two days later i lost that bet
0: <laughs> well hopefully it wasn't too much money man
2: no it was a gentleman's bet it was a gentleman's bet
0: so we're good i got you i got you well, nick man i really enjoyed the discussion tonight again i can't thank you enough for coming on the show and taking the time while you're on vacation uh, before we get you out of here. I know you—you said you don't use Twitter very much, but you know, plug your Instagram, and if you're creating any content, let us know where we can find that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. My Instagram is Nick Avis eleven n i c k a v i s e one one. Not a whole lot of sports content on there right now, but I do post, you know, from every once in a while. So if anybody wants to hit me up there and chat with me, um, my DMs are always open.
0: Mike, remind the people they can find you on Twitter.
1: At CD Piglet, guys, nice and easy. Thank you for coming on, Nick. And I, I hope you uh, have to watch your team lose, but I I don't <laughs> expect it.
2: Well, we're we're making we're making a return trip. We're driving out Sunday and then driving back right after the game. So if 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 I do that and a loss, it's gonna it's gonna hurt.
0: <laughs> Brutal. Ooh. Well, guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at paul underscore ryan15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.
2: Have a good night, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: I'm.